What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freighter, the club CEO here, and we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the club app, the number one community for DJs to get paid for your live stream sets. We have my brother DJ Mike Wawa on the set today. Please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from. What's up, guys? It's DJ Mike Wawa. Um, I reside right now in North Carolina, but I'm originally from Virginia. Um, that's where I'm from. Awesome, man. We're super excited to have you on the show, man. We want to hear about your story in the DJ industry. Talk to us about your beginning days. What sparked your interest to become a DJ? Kind of walk us through those early days. Uh, the early days is um, I was the type of person that had the parent that left home quite often. So I was the person that had the parties, right? So it was getting to the point where the music was coming into play. And, you know, if you have a Spotify or any type of um, web based type of playlist it had that infamous pause in between the songs so i was like all right so the party would be jumping to a certain point and then it's like it would die down so if you're a dj you know when you cut the music off like it's a problem so i was like how could i solve this problem i was like man i guess i gotta learn how to become a dj because my party's gotta be jumping i mean i can't have that little pause i wanted to throw the best parties so i started learning <clears throat> i started on a, a um the computer software with no turntables, no, no nothing. Uh, Cause I didn't know anything about DJ. I didn't know what Q meant. I didn't know what, I didn't know what any of those buttons meant. So you just starting out, that's perfectly fine. I self-taught myself though. So, I mean, I was so eager and so excited to find something new that I was like, all right, I gotta figure out what, what does all, all this stuff mean? Like, what does loop mean? Like, what does beats per minute mean? Like, I didn't know any of it. So I started on the software before I got any like turntables or anything. And then I believe that's at that point in time, that's when the CDJs came out. So I think that was the first type of equipment that I did have. Now, backstory, my dad was a DJ, but I never knew because by the time I was born, he had sold all his equipment. Now he had the speakers, but he didn't have the turntables and the, and the mixers and the lights and stuff. So. I mean, I guess it just went down the family line, but I didn't know at that point as a child that my dad was even a DJ. Like, I mean, we was in a strict household. I'm talking about straight gospel music. I couldn't even listen to Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was deprived of Michael Jackson as a child. So that's pretty bad, you know? But yeah, that's what happened. Um, the CDJs came out. So I started doing apartment uh, parties as I went to college. And like I said, I wanted to do the best parties. So after, after I got my name kind of like rolling in college, I was like, all right, this is something I can start to move into. So uh, after college, I moved to Virginia Beach. Uh, as, a, as a DJ, that kind of halted because I had to, uh, you know, start a new life. I didn't, you know, I'm out to college. I mean, after college, like this a little different. You got to become an adult. <laughs> and um, so, but the blessing with that is I got into the music production side of it as well. So that was another part of something I had to relearn. I had to know what Pro Tools was. I didn't know what Reason was. Of course, you download the illegal version of Fruity Loops. <laughs> so I had to learn that whole process too. So the blessing of moving to Virginia Beach is one of my friends was already making the beats. So I was like, I was learning from him and learning as well. Um, so that's how I got pretty much got started into the DJing and making beats. <laughs> 
That's an awesome intro, man. And I think that's really cool that, you know, you were deprived from music <laughs> early on in your days, but you had a love for it. Uh, and then you were able to just kind of walk into it, you know, as you went to college, started throwing parties, then you moved and started to produce music. And you really just kind of jumped right into the industry. You know, talk to me a little bit more about how that intro was, you know, what was able to happen in your life that gave you the spark? Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to invest my time, my money, my energy into. And just talk us through to help the audience that are on edge about getting started. How did you just push the edge and, and get started? I wanted to go to the best parties. Like, hands down. Like, I was like, yo, you come to my parties and like, I wanted you to have the best time of your life. And like music plays a major part in a party. It sets the mood. It sets everything to, um, I don't know. For me, it's like a mood thing or a vibe thing. So I just wanted to be the best at that. And um, yeah, I just jumped right in. It was just the eager to learn something and get excited about something. So when you follow your excitement, I mean, sky's the limit with that. That's awesome, man. And when your love and your passion is there, it makes it much easier. You're not worried about how much money you make or how much time you're spending. It's just there for the love of the trade and the craft and the music. So definitely great advice. And talk to me, you know, from there you moved and you were able to start producing. Where did your story go from there? And walk us through some of that. Uh, the opportunities of producing when I was in Virginia Beach, of course, I mean, we had the infamous Pharrell was there. So it was like, yo, how much experiment do you need? Or in Timberland, like, and, and not. So it was like, we had, we have, it was a great network of people there. Um, after learning how to produce, um, it was, it's, it's getting your name out there or, or getting the context or learning how to network. Networking is probably one of the most important things after you learn your little, the trade of, your, your skill set is you got to go out and meet people and, and, and find people that have the same interests as you and work together. A lot of people think you can do this stuff on your own, but it, I'm telling you right now, it's, it's not happening. You, you always got to push yourself to another limit of networking. So at that point in time, after I had learned how to DJ in college, learn how to make beats, I had to learn how to network. So that's like going out to certain events that you may not feel comfortable at going to or just simply going to see someone perform or just going to a, a club or something and, and, and trying to network with that DJ to see what that person's about. Networking was definitely the next major step for me. And when I was in Virginia Beach at that point in time, yeah. Awesome, man. And where did you spend most of your time? Were you doing like club parties? Were you doing more so the producing and making music and trying to sell and build your brand on that? You know, where were you mostly spending your time in the industry and trying to grow? Well, when I was in Virginia Beach, it was definitely focusing on the production side. It was like DJ took like a back burner at that point in time. Um, I still was doing it, but not as often as I was. I was because it was like I got a new high or a new vision of like, okay, let me see if I can work this in with the DJ. And so I already know I can DJ, but I don't know how good I am as a producer. And um, I caught a knack for that. And I focused on the producing side. So doing beat battles and like networking that way. And um, that's that's the direction I was at at that point in time until, until I moved here in Greensboro. That's when DJing started to pick back up. 
Awesome, man. And, and since you're back, you know, over here, tell me like some of the things, you know, in, in the time frame, like how over the past two or five years um, you've been kind of navigating through the industry. Um, last two to five years. All right. So I moved here in Greensboro probably like six years ago. Uh, I, I started DJing back again and um, I got into a place where I could create my own events. So me and my cousin, we created an event company and we start creating our own events. So I know how hard it is as a DJ to get yourself booked in the places. And like, that was like, all right, if I can't get in, I'm gonna create my own. So I don't have to worry about getting booked and I can just do it. So start doing my own events here. Uh, for production wise, it was just to continue networking with people. Uh, eventually I landed a uh, placement for uh, like VH1, I think it was the, uh, I forgot which one it was. It was Housewives, it was one of the Housewives ones. So that was, a, that was a great achievement there, finally, like fishing out so many beats to get a placement and you finally hear it on a show. So you get super excited. And, uh, and then another opportunity came for me to uh, do uh, the music for an app for all, all boys sports. So it was like a highlight of like uh, high school uh, sports that uh, anybody can go into the app, make your own highlights. And I was the person responsible for all the music in the background. So that was another opportunity that came my way just for grinding and working and never giving up. And so just never give up and just keep going because you never know what opportunity might pop up. You might not even feel like you're ready for it, but it'll come. Trust me. <laughs> I, I think that's super amazing, man. I feel like there's so many avenues where DJs can be used and you found two very unique positions, you know, one being music for the show then also music for the app. And how do you go about kind of creating these opportunities or how do you kind of position yourself to get these different opportunities to come your way? Because, you know, not many people really understand how to get these things to them so they can continue working in this industry. You know, what do you do to kind of place yourself in the position to get these opportunities? Networking is major. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe how many people are willing to help you. You just gotta ask. And I, mean, I, know, I know a lot of people don't want to ask because they they're afraid of that infamous no. Like they're like ah oh, they don't want me ah oh, they gonna get, you know you get a certain attitude once you get a, a level of confidence in yourself. You like all right if they don't want me then I was like maybe this isn't good for me. Like no, you gotta keep pushing through like I'm talking about this is like years and years of networking and people that grow with you but you're not necessarily talking to them every day but they're still growing in whatever field they in. so you can always reach out to someone and just ask just ask and then an opportunity come they're like oh man I know this one person they're doing this you should reach out to them so it's just like do I reach out to them or do I be like nah I don't think that's right just do it just to see what happens. You never know, man. That's how a majority of my stuff happened. It's straight networking. Like I said, I did the events and I asked one of the, one of the, I saw somebody had like a ACC tournament on their uh, profile. And I was like, okay, well, let me just invite one of those people to our event so they can see what we do. Cause we wanted to do something with the ACC tournament, like an event around it. So, End up inviting that person to the uh, the event that we had. They enjoyed it. 
sparked up another conversation and it ends up that that person that I invited that I didn't know at all ends up being the person that books the talent for the ACC. So I ended up getting booked to do an in-game uh, DJing. That means like all the music on the inside while they're, while they're playing and warming up and at halftime and, and in between uh, ball, like in and out balls when it goes out of bounds, you got to play that music right there. So I ended up getting that opportunity and I pitched that I DJ with a, a lot of violinists and a drummer. So that person put me into the halftime show for a semifinal game. So it's just like, don't stop networking, man. It's wow. opportunity out here, man. That's amazing, man. And, and talk to me about these pitches. You know, how do you present yourself and how do other DJs that are listening to this, how can they start like putting together their their pitch or their presentation or just how do they position themselves to where they find the person they want to talk to how would you recommend they go about doing that? Hmm. All right. I got to remember how I used to do it. And then it's trial and error. I'll be honest. I mean, it's, it's really going to be trial and error. Like just know what you're good at, pitch what you're good at. And, and it's just take, it takes time. <laughs> I mean, it's just really, it really takes time for you to learn who you really are and what you can bring to the table. Because, I mean, you could be a bit, it's the hardest part was becoming that bedroom DJ that you just was in your room and you was like, uh, and you did the house parties and then like you, you wanted to get in that club. I think the best way is, hey, you're gonna have, you gotta be talented enough, obviously. I mean, you're gonna believe in yourself to a, to a certain extent. And then you have to network. You got it's, it's, it's network. I will keep saying networking because you sometimes you're gonna to have to know someone or somebody's gonna to have to plug you in. But when they whenever that person plug you in, you gotta you gotta go all out. You gotta you gotta go all out. And sometimes you might mess up, but it means you're gonna get other opportunities though. So yeah. that approach is be prepared. Like if you don't have an e, EPK. If you don't know it, that's an electronic press kit. So that's um, that's telling like everything that you accomplish. So it's like a resume for DJs. Starting out, uh, I don't know how that might be a little bit too too forward. No, I think that's perfect, man. I think that, you know by just kind of saying you need to go out there and by trial and error, you're, you're able to iterate and make improvements after each kind of pitch and know what things you want to highlight within your story in a very concise way. You know, then having that EPK, your electronic press kit to be able to give to someone and say, hey, this is what I've accomplished. This is what I do. This is why you should book me or hire me for these opportunities. And I think that you really hit the nail on the head uh, by putting yourself out there, having the opportunities and really just kind of networking your way into these situations. It's super important, man. Where should someone start? You know, if they have no network at all, where's a good place that they can get started to kind of begin that networking journey and then kind of going from there? When I was coming through, we didn't have this thing called the big social media. So, uh, it's, I mean, Instagram, you have Instagram, you have the social networks. It's, it's way easier to reach and touch someone now. Like me doing this podcast, I have no idea what's going to come out of it. I know something positive is. So it's another, I'm reaching once again into another network of individuals that are doing similar things as me. And like, I have no, another opportunities are going to come flowing in. So just, uh, you have social media. It's, it, it just reach out to promoters or, 
club venues or whatever it is, even somebody that's having a college or, or like a birthday party or, or a wedding or like just anything that you can try to get your DJing off the map. Because wedding is another avenue of good money making DJs. Like a lot of people survived through the pandemic because they were a wedding DJ. Like, <laughs> you can go so many avenues with this, man. You don't have to necessarily be a club DJ to be a successful DJ. I know people are doing weddings are killing it. Yeah, man. No, that's really good advice, brother. I would love to hear, you know, you've been DJing for some time now. I would love to hear, you know, what are some things that you've learned throughout your journey that you know today that you just wish you knew when you were first getting started so other people that's listening to this won't make the same mistakes? Uh, believing I was way better than I was. Over Overconfident. You know, it, 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 the ego, the ego strokes you a little, <laughs> a little more and getting upset when you see someone else getting the gig. And you're like, hold on, man, I know way better than that person. But they might have done something differently that you didn't do or you didn't know about or they had that connection with that person and got them in. So control your ego and um, just be an open book and learn. Never stop learning because it never stops. Like I, I've, I'm still learning how to DJ different genres now. So it's it's a continued book of learning. Just understand that. Yeah, it's really solid advice, man. Be humble, open to learning and grind and hustle, man. It's not easy to break in and to work very hard and get these opportunities. You have to put in the effort and that effort comes from your love of the industry and love of what you do. And I think that you obviously love it because the way that you speak about it with so much passion and excitement uh, is it, really great to hear just how you've been navigating through the industry throughout you know the past 10 or so years that you've been DJing. So super excited, man. Really happy to, to have you here on the podcast, brother. And, and talk to me about some of the things that you're focused on now and how could we in, in the community and the club, our network help and support you and the things that you're working on today? Um. Since things are starting to open back up, like uh, <laughs> the the opportunities are coming at a way faster rate, so I, I'm loving where we're where we're going with this. Um, my focus right now is to get. I was working on festivals, is what I'm, I'm working to get into because I, I DJ with live instruments, so I sometimes I either have a drummer with me, or I'll have a violinist with me, or a bass guitarist. So I'm dibbling and dabbling with that so I can also add my production into it. So I'll be able to DJ my own music along with everybody else's music. So festivals is like my main goal of what I, where I'm focusing at right now. Um, definitely traveling more. Um, I had done an event in Miami <clears throat> because one of my friends is a fitness instructor. So they needed music in the background to go with their workouts. And I was like, yo, I just come down and DJ that. So I was like, all right. So now I, I'm, I'm looking more of traveling back and forth and doing other things like that. So festivals, traveling as a DJ more, and um, yeah, helping out whoever I need, whoever needs help, man. That's why, that's why I signed up for this podcast because never know who I might help. <laughs> Awesome, man. And helping people is super important, man. I feel like when you're helping other people, a lot of things just come right back around and you get to help yourself. So keep on doing what you're doing. You've been super open and transparent and just sharing your knowledge and wisdom in the industry for people that are in their journey and, and trying to learn and try to take their journey to the next level. I think this is super important. And like you mentioned, just networking, networking, networking. It's super key. 
I also want to invite you and everyone else that's listening to our monthly DJ networking call that we have every first Sunday of the month with the club. We always bring a celebrity DJ in to speak and lead a topic. Love to have you and anyone else uh, join these networking calls and join our community. So yeah, brother, at this time, I'd love to jump into the lightning round. Are you ready? Let's do it, man. Awesome. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Right now, I have a DJ, a DDJ-SX2. I'm about to upgrade to the 1000s, probably like here in another week or two. Uh, I have some EV-15s. Um, I DJ with Tractor and not Serato. So I've been a Tractor guy since day one. I've tried Serato. I can go there, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Tractor, Native Instruments, day one, not leaving. Uh, I got some uh, Behringer's, like subwoofers. And then I got I built my own DJ booth so I could have a big screen in it, like a big TV screen in it. So I have visuals with it as well. As a backdrop, that's LED. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to be flashy, that's all. <laughs> Who's your favorite DJ? Ah, it's hard. It's hard. It's 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 so many DJs that I inspire from. Uh, I honestly, I really don't have a favorite DJ. It's crazy. It's crazy as that sound. I don't have a favorite one. I just I love so many different genres of music that I just can't choose one DJ. Love y'all all, man. Even the ones that are in the basement right now. Love y'all. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and why? Uh, I just did this uh, virtual, um, I guess it was it was supposed to be a music festival. So it had everything that a music festival has, except for the people in the crowd. So, I mean, it, it airs this Friday. Um, that was a major step for me that let me know that I belong on that bigger platform than you know, I mean, I did do the ACC tournament in front of like 6,000 people, but that stage presence of knowing that I can take it further, it was, that was the, like the best thing I've done since the ACC tournament. Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? Through DJing or, I mean, the most interesting person I've met was Pharrell um, Williams. Um, that was a... A life goal chase down. <laughs> a life goal chase down. But like he's a super, super, super cool individual, and he's so humble. So that's somebody I really like idolized over and strive to be something like. So that was a major, major key moment, and let me know that yeah, I do belong in this this music industry type deal. What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? I think it's right in the era that we're in right now. I mean, when the pandemic was going on, I believe the live stream was definitely hitting because there was more people at home and there was more people in tune. I think since things are opening up more now, it's it's, it's going to be kind of hard to grab that audience again like it was because that audience probably was a peak at one point, at one point because everybody was home. Nobody could leave. So I think since things are opening up, it's going to be maintaining the audience. And shout out to DJs that you know personally, whose stories also need to be shared on this podcast. Oh, uh, my man in Virginia, Andrew Hypes. I think he definitely would be great for this. I need to reach out to him, and uh, he'd be def- He has a cool journey too. His journey, like he has a lot of things going on for him, and he's he's growing just as much as I am. Um, yeah, Andrew Hypes, you up next, man. 
Awesome. We look forward to hearing his story. And any DJs that are interested in being on the show, they can sign up at djsignup.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? All right. Well, I'm in Greensboro, so um, you can just uh, look me up on social media at DJ Mike Wawa. That's M-I-K-E-W-A-W-A. That's the easiest way to get in contact with me. Awesome, man. This has been an amazing interview. I learned a lot and I'm sure our audience have learned a lot as well. Everyone, please follow my brother, DJ Mike Wawa. He's really doing it, has an amazing journey ahead of him as well. And we're super excited to be spending time with you today, man. Thank you for being here. Oh, man. No problem, man. Hey, don't be afraid to try those things, those stories that pop up on your Instagram, because this is where I came from. You popped up on my Instagram. I saw it and I acted on it. So main thing is just keep acting on your excitement and it's going to take you places you never dreamed of, man. Awesome, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you all for having me, man.